Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Chris. Um, I just wanted to say, before we dive into this episode, that the views expressed in this are not the express views of the industrial workers of the world. Although Dave and I um, do align with the IWW and we share a whole lot of beliefs, um, sometimes I know that folks can say some problematic, dumb things, and Dave and I aren't, um, we don't take exception to that. Um, We're just a couple of Appalachian rural white dudes, and we try to do our best, but we're inevitably uh, at some point going to get ourselves in a little bit of hot water, um, just as I, believe, I would expect anyone would. But um, yeah, I just wanted to have have that before we really jump on into this episode. Um, let's go, y'all. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome you. Hey. I'm your big brother. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the very first episode of Mandatory Overtime with Chris and Dave. I'm Dave. This is Chris. And we are today drinking Iron City beer. No, we are not sponsored by them, but they are a unionized plant. And as we can say, and the whole theme of this show is unionize, unionize. Eyes, 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 eyes. And that's our little reverb there for you. (laughs) Um, Yeah, uh, as you know, we were at one time, if you were one of the 20 folks, Maybe 30. Yeah. 20 to 30. 20 to 30 people, and we thank you for listening to us on some sort of consistent basis, because that's really cool. But um, if you were one of those folks that listened to us previously, um, you know that we were the Tangerine Pod Chat, as you said. We're now mandatory overtime, and we are the official uh, podcast, and I suppose, for lack of a better word, I'll say radio show of the West Virginia podcast. Podcast is just internet radio. It's very, it's, it's just true. rich white people radio. <laughs> um, it is. We are the podcast official podcast of the uh, West Virginia IWW, the Industrial Workers of the World, the Wobblies, and also any sort of worker that is here in the Upper Ohio Valley. Um, we stand in solidarity with y'all. Um, and truth be told, we probably hate your boss as much as much as you do, because you know what? All bosses are snitches, and all bosses fucking suck. All bosses own the land that you work on, and you deserve to own that land because you work that land. Hell yeah. Um, so, in the past, um, you've probably noticed that we've had like uh, a special selected artist... And we're going to keep that up after this episode. Um, we just really wanted to kick this one off with some fucking Kid Cudi. Um, we, it felt appropriate. But we're going to kind of condense our audit, our app, artist reach. To like the tri-state area. Maybe add Kentucky. Yeah, and we're going to go to like Kentucky. Maybe southern Michigan or uh, eastern Indiana. Kind of just condense it to really this area. Yeah, um, this roughly Ohio Valley with... Uh, Ohio, West Virginia, and um, Western Pennsylvania. People forget that musicians are workers, too. Yeah, um, and you know what? They, they need some recognition for everything they do, because you know what? Without them, life would be boring as fuck, and we need 
sound to really uh, propel With, us forward. Without music, there wouldn't be poor music videos. And what is life without that? What, what is life without the same fucking wow, 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 the same wah-wah over and over again? No, dude, sometimes I use real songs. I'm telling you, there was, there was like a hip-hop song that is stuck in my head from a certain porno. I have no idea what it is. It's like the same auto-tuned... I mean, the beat isn't bad, but like this exact same auto-tune voice, and it's auto-tuned to the point that I'm not really sure what he's saying, so I can't look up the lyrics. But it's from some amateur porn I found in the backwards of, uh, I think, of X videos. So was it Little Lucy? Ver- I don't really care if you crawl. No, no, it was oh, not man. that. That was a different one. But push me to the edge. Oh, my brother dead. Uh, sadly, no. <laughs> uh, I'll find out the name of that song someday. So we're going to uh, kind of condense what we were talking about because um we've kind of been all over the place in the past um we've talked about just general um social issues in general such as uh gender fluidity and uh other concepts like that but today and going forward we will need to focus more on worker solidarity and uh labor uh labor rights and news just focused in this area we can go a little nationally but national national and local and just um that doesn't mean that we're going to be um, what a lot of folks would deem um, class reductionists because we're not fucking dipshits and we know I'm not a dipshit (laughs) we know that if you're going to have a real conversation about this in labor in class and um, economics in this sense excuse me that you have to acknowledge um, gender and sexuality and race and um, nationality. You have to. You have to really um, take all of that in because it all plays into each other. So, all right, Dave. I guess we can dive on in. Well, for already first news of the day. I guess we'll go first news of the day. Um, it's a pretty big one, uh, all things considered, because our uh, our boys in brown are going on strike. That's right. The uh, UPS, uh, the workers are going on strike. Um, if you've seen anything on social media, you know why. There has been reports, people reporting. Um, there's a couple of different uh, screenshots going around. One of them is a guy talking about his cancer appointments. And the his boss asks him if he can just schedule those appointments on the weekend. He literally, he literally says, I might have cancer. And the response is, well, can you schedule that on the weekend? Um <laughs> So, like, and that's shit that we deal with every day as work, you know, yeah, your yeah, boss doesn't give a shit about you. No, he just cares about no, your your producing wants. abilities um, that he's, <laughs> and the wages he steals from you. So, um, the UPS, strike, 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 general strike. It's hopefully the eventual, uh, eventual uh, effect of this. But, yeah, we need to be behind all the strikers in UPS be behind strikers everywhere, which we'll get into that as uh, we have a couple other places that are going on strike that we will discuss here, such as Frontier. Um, yeah, we'll check up on that. There's a few strikes uh, that we've kind of gone by the wayside since... Uh, Disney striking. Yeah. Um, which, fuck, just fuck Disney, dude. Yes, we haven't kept up on this uh, too, too much because, to be quite frank... Um, we got a little burnout because we went real hard um, the first couple months of this year in trying to get episodes, and also, uh, I may or may not have lost some audio. 
Yeah, this fucker lost um, a couple. I lost a really good interview in some episodes. <laughs> but it's also, fine. We also talked about getting more involved within the community, and that's what's led us here. Or, ah, led us here to uh, be a part of the IWW. Like it's a real, it's quote unquote one, the one big union. I will also say that it is a yes. We come here to represent and help spread the message of the IWW. Uh, most importantly, there is a branch opening up in Wheeling, West Virginia, this summer that we are we going. We are going to try. We have. We definitely have some some fellow workers interested. We're not. I'm. I am. I can't say that I'm heading up the operation. Um, so I'm not totally sure what work it entails. But we are going to try we, our damnedest because. The workers around here fucking need somebody. We need. We are facing all kinds of. I mean, look around the poverty and the issues that are being faced with that all of us are facing as workers, as producers. Is you know we still live in poverty because of our work that's being taken advantage of, and you can't get more basic than that. Also, I will say though, the way you represent IWW, I mean, just please fucking unionize. Um, um, the Workers' World Party, I mean, anything else, unionized... Workers' we- Worlds, um, they definitely share some sympathies with us. We're not going to tell you to get fucked if you're part of Workers' World Party, because you know what, we're all in this together. And We all need to... Uh, we are all for democracy in the workplace and labor power. So, I mean, we're just coming out to say that, well, yes, we represent the IWW, we're going to tell you to unionize with the IWW, because not only are we a part of that, we do feel... Both ideologically um, and practically, it is the best one. We'll get into that. Why? Also, I mean, just just fucking unionize. And, and to kind of backpaddle a little bit on Dave's point, um, you don't unionizing scary as fuck. Like, because I really heavily debated unionizing my workplace, and to be uh, to be straight with you, it's not easy, especially with a lot of bigger companies. Oh, there is uh, one place that... Uh, real and in part because they'll retaliate because a lot of their workers do not have the ability to um, seek legal counsel and take them to court over it. Also, I want to add, too, um, I mean, there's many places, a uh, uh, place I worked at, there was a like an hour-long video, um, orientation video, and it was just some dude with red eyes who looked like he hadn't slept in forever or he was stoned. God, I hope he was stoned. And he's just yelling at you about how unions are garbage or bad. We don't need unions. Um, that place offered uh, health insurance to me. Yes, like they said they would at $300 a month for a basic package. Which is the biggest fucking steaming pile of dog shit ever. They uh, will take advantage of you. They will. They. Um, I had medical excuses. I broke my foot at that job. Um, and, and they I, fucking fired me. And they you. fired me because their their attendance policy didn't cover any sort of medical excuses. With a union, I, you can uh, with a union you can get that covered. Also, I didn't even make a living wage for a job that deserved it. Um, which, if you're not a former listener of Tangerine Pod Chat, as we once were, then uh, you would know that I work in healthcare as a nursing assistant, and I get paid barely above minimum wage to take care of your grandmother. Um, unions help make people like me stay at that job. I am leaving that job because I can't live and support my support my children with that yeah, job. And, and that's a more important job than the job I'm leaving for, too. Right, and the grandest irony is he's going to be joining me working for 
stupid ass corporate attorneys that don't know their ass from a hole in the ground don't contribute anything to society. But I have to, but they pay better, so I have to. Gigantic bankers that are responsible for the fucking financial crash in 2008, but that's because in in a year like i'm i'm at like a living wage and i have health insurance and i have the option that if i really felt i wanted to i could afford dental like i could afford dental care for the first time in 8 years and that's fucking insane i've been missing tooth if that if that says anything about my dental care shit like i said like we tried to unionize our respective workplaces and it's a it's, it's hard and it's a huge uphill battle and that's also because of like mainstream a lot of the myths there's a lot of myths that they don't right. realize for example when you unionize they say you'll lose money because of union dues when it, when you unionize almost every union even the garbage ones they they the main stint is that your union dues will always be less than the pay raise you receive we're looking at you SEIU and you're, you, whenever you, I think actually they're the ones, they unionized uh, Heartland, uh, which is a nursing home, um, mm-hmm. I want to say near Woodsfield or Bridgeport, somewhere south. And they got their aides up to $14 an hour. Damn. Which is a lot more than I make. Um, yeah, because a lot of the state unions really just kind of bend they, at the knee to uh, That is also, they, that union also, if I believe it's the same one, it is also... Uh, they also got in Birmingham, Alabama. They got a group of nursing homes. They got SCNAs up to fifteen dollars an hour. Damn. So just even unionizing, period, is generally just better no matter what. Um, now I have worked. There's a sea workers union that I was a part of at a former place I worked at. The garbage. He was still an STNA. Yeah, they as a class B union, which really kind of robs you of a lot of negotiating power. Yeah, they. I. I. I didn't see, see any pay raise when they right. actually came in. I paid union dues, and there were some benefits, but I didn't get a pay rise. I still and made the, like nine thirty an hour. I think that's a huge um, point of contention um, in in this area is that there's only like a handful of unions. There's not many. There's not many unions you have and the option of. If you're not like. Because I remember my dad telling me that he was at some point part of... He was a machinist. And he was at some point part of the IBEW. And he's like, but we were a Class B union. And he told me, like, he's like, no. Like, I fucking hated that union because they didn't do anything for us. He's like, they did everything. They just bent to the will of, of my fucking boss and... Hey guys, he's like, and they just robbed me of more, of eighty bucks for my paycheck. Hey guys, real quick, IWW is volunteer based, so there's it is, yes, it is a vast majority of volunteers. So income, that's not their priority. Their income, their priority is making it's solidarity. Right, just throwing that out there, and um, that, that's actually some perfect segue. Um, like a great point. It, it's been iterated in a podcast that. I love, I'm sure that Dave's caught on to it too, the Street Fighter oh, Radio yeah. out of Columbus. I have, I have, I love that podcast. Those motherfuckers are great. Um, but, it, and they bring it up a lot with, uh, in regards to the IWW. Um, start small. If you're a backline worker at the local Steak and Shake or the local Denny's, like, I worked backline at Steak and Shake, and it was miserable as fuck in the summer. It was. Like, it got to be nearly 100 degrees back there, and the motherfucking thermostat had a case over it, so we couldn't change it. Okay, yeah, I where I work, there is, 
uh, we can we are not allowed to touch the AC. It gets hot as fuck in that building. Um, again, nursing home. But before you say it's a, there, oh, there's multiple things wrong. Want to be warm. Yes, but also <laughs> that helps spread infection. Um, the it warmer. Does. That's why hospitals are generally cold. Yeah. Um, that's why it, my feet are always like fucking purple in a goddamn hospital. Because th- that spreads infection. But most nursing homes are even even furtherly profit bases in hospitals because they are exclusively private they owned. They're all private. Yeah. There is no form of public um, donations or help like most like many hospitals receive. It, it AC isn't even an option. So I mean we because um, good it's a good thing what I'm taught in nursing school was if someone is cold, you do not turn their heat up, you throw them blankets. You, or you, you know, you offer them blankets until that they're warm. That way airborne shit can't Exactly. Spread. But no, they keep the heat up because it's much cheaper. Or they don't, you know, they don't run the heat. So in the summer, you know, heat's also much cheaper to run than AC. Um, because heat, you can run gas-oriented versus electrical. Right. And heat, even, ga- even electrically heat, um, still is much cheaper than air conditioning. They will not run the AC um, because, again, it's it's saving money. So they... Also, too, our owner was uh, visited the other day, and I missed him. I've never met the owner. I even know what he looks like. Um, and there was a nurse who worked there for, like, 30 years. First time she ever met the owner was, like, last week. Yeah, if, if you're at a... If you're on a back line at Denny's or Steak and Shaker or fucking McDonald's, like I said, damn... That motherfucker gets hot as hell. Yeah, they don't care about you. No, and they don't give a shit about you. So if you, it's it's kind of it's it's so small, but an instance like this can really build solidarity. If you're like, if you're making shakes and you say to the dressing table and grill guy, it's like, yo, it's hot as fuck back here. Like we should get a big ass fan, like one of the industrial fans. And even if we have to take five minutes to fucking hose it off every night, no big deal. Whatever. But that'll help us so much. And if you... That's something that everyone, regardless of political affiliation, speaking of, we're not politically affiliated. (laughs) What was it that you said? Oh, yeah. One of my my favorite quotes, um, which is um, from It's Always Always Sunny... It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Has uh, do I vote for the Democrat that's gonna blast me in the ass, or do I vote for the Republican that's already blasting me in the ass? That's pretty much our yeah. our thoughts on the thing. Uh, we do Fuck not the two primary American political parties. We have no they, affiliation with either one of them. Like, they the apple doesn't fall from the far fall far from the tree. And let's face it, it's know, all just rich white guys. It I comes mean, from the same fucking tree. Um, yeah, it's all it's all just rich white guys who don't give a shit about you. So anyway, regardless of how someone feels about whatever ideology, you know what? A fan on a hot ass backline is someone that it's, every motherfucker can get behind. Everybody can get behind that, and that fan and is for is the first step to to that's building solidarity. Yeah, right? it is. It's the first Straight step to, to to um coming together and working for what you want. We're not saying here. We're, we're trying to tell you that it does start small and yeah, and that not fan is small. We're not going to work tomorrow and say, hey, want to make a union? Fuck no, don't because do they will retaliate. So many people. It is illegal to retaliate, which we'll use an example um, from our a favorite later from our favorite, our favorite, our favorite conscious capitalist chud. Uh. <laughs> but um, 
Yeah, and if you get a group of people, if you have the whole fucking backline, and you go to your manager and you're like, yo, we want a fan, it's hot as fuck, this isn't fair, and it, it like, if you guys, re well, if, if you folks really keep on about that, eventually it's going to be a thorn in the side, and they're going to cave, because if you have numbers, there's nothing better than having an extra body. Because guess what? There's more workers than our owners. Exactly. Um, and you start small like that. And then that builds solidarity. And then you move to a bigger action. Like, uh, I guess I'll just pull this out of thin air. Um, if a lot of people, when I was in high school, again, steak and shake, so many high school kids picked up smoking because that got you extra breaks. Like Dave here. Dave, that's why Dave picked it up. And then if all I worked at uh, I worked at a small restaurant, and um, that's when I really kicked up smoking. I was 16, was because you know I I got paid minimum wage at the time was seven or seven ten I think at the time. Yeah, seven ten. And uh, yeah, I mean yeah, I could go out and smoke and uh, you know not 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 fucking work for <laughs> shit for man. five minutes. But yeah. you'd also get paid for chief in that sig, and that's the thing. Like if you all go out there and you say this isn't right. Um, we all deserve, a, like, five minutes, like, for, say, a six to eight hour shift, we deserve three five-minute smoke breaks, regardless if you're a smoker or not. That's, again, something that can build solidarity amongst people, and then from there, you have a really, really good base to try to proceed with more, quote-unquote, union activity, and that's huge. And, like, when you, after this, like, second, third request of this group of people, that's going to start to scare the shit out of your manager. And you know what they can't do? They can't hire every motherfucker, or they can't fire every motherfucker that works the back line at the McDonald's, or they're boned. Right, and that's what we, we can't stress this enough, how much it starts small for every person listening to this. Uh, you're a worker, and you need to. You need your. You need. You need to fight for your breaks. You need to fight for that fan. You need to fight for every little thing you can. Another thing I want to bring up uh, that I wanted to bring up for the past few minutes is one thing that I love. Uh, my parents always stress this when talking about getting a job. Me growing up, then one thing your boss always tells you is don't discuss your wage. Don't discuss how much you make. Bullshit. Do it. Do it. Because what that does is that creates... They can hire you at different wages. And that's one of the main problems that uh, the, uh, uh, the uh, inequality gap happens is they can... Gender equality gap is they can... Or sex equality gap, whatever. They can create that because they say, well, don't tell your... No. Every, you need to talk with your workers how much you make and then if you realize you make a significantly less yeah, than someone who just got a hire and you've been working there, which we're having an issue right now, what I'm working at now, um, I got hired at ten fifty an hour, and people who are just now getting hired in are making 12 Yeah, no, that's... I've been in aid for eight years. People who have just now started in my profession are making a dollar fifty more an hour than I am. And that's something that I've already... That's huge. And that's something I'm already... Yeah. So that's something I'm already talking to other workers that we're planning on going to our boss to talk about. Right. Is that and they honestly, don't want you to talk. They don't want you to fight back. The whole reason that you don't, quote, unquote, discuss your wages is, is so they have more control over you. Discuss your wages with your fellow workers 
and if there is any disparity, you bring them to your boss because you can do that. You have yeah. the power to do that. And that you is, know what? If you're making if they, that twelve dollars an hour, and you go and accompany those people that are making say ten, fifty, eleven dollars, and you're like, this ain't fucking right. They deserve what I'm making because they're working just as hard as exactly. I am. Exactly. They can't take that twelve to that twelve dollars from you. They can't. So, like, again, that's retaliation. There's, there's people there who've been working for, like, for working at that singular place for, like, 10 years. Don't even... Actually, there's one person there who does... Who's worked at that specific place for seven years. She still makes less than me. What? Yeah, she makes, like, 10.30 or something. Fuck that. And she's been working at that place for seven years. And I... And she came and talked to me. I told... And I said, that's garbage. That is not... We... You're, and which again is a shit wage for what we were, you know, for what depression we do, because that's not even immensely. Uh, all right, put this in perspective. I have my own house that my family helped me helped me buy, um, and Rhino here had to help me buy cigarettes and paycheck is a week a, a week away. Rhino was also Chris, by the way. Um, What's up? <laughs> so, like, I do. I barely make enough to pay my mortgage, pay my bills. To do anything at this job, which again I take, I make sure your grandmother doesn't die. I perform CPR on people that I find. I do you all personal sure that, care. I just that I clean people are good enough to go to the funeral home. That way they're not disfigured I, for their loved ones. I just performed uh, post uh, post mortem care. Uh, two days ago or something. Yeah, like two or three days ago. Yeah, I mean it's I did it a few days ago and then I did last week. Um, there was last place I worked. I actually had to perform CPR on a couple of different people. I mean, you, th this is like legit shit. And again, I get paid shit, and it's not just me, but the, a mass amount of people. No, There's that's, like seventy, that's like almost every nursing assistant. Oh, seventy. Period. I think it's like seventy, eighty percent of nursing assistants. I'll find the fact, and we'll add this in um, later. But I know that it's um, like seventy, eighty percent of nursing assistants are on food stamps, are on government assistance, even though again they do a very important job. Um. I, when I worked at Dollar Tree in college, there was a night manager that was an STNA, and she was like, "Yeah, no, I have to, I have to be a night manager. I ain't making ends meet. Yeah, like, that ain't, that ain't, that ain't working." It's, and that is not. Excuse a, me. It's not like they lived luxuriously, like maybe comfortably, but it's like everyone works. deserves that fucking comfort. Like you, your neighbor. The, even the motherfucker that you think's annoying as hell at work, everyone deserves to be able to live on the wage that they make, and we're all just being exploited. Which, by the way, you should hear our own our own thoughts on the wage system in general. But we'll that, get into that in a later. That's episode. probably we'll later. Ease you into this. Yeah, we're gonna <laughs> ease you in. But that it, no, it we. <sighs> I guess kind of going from your story um, about like. You have new people that are making twelve an hour while you're suffering of ten fifty. There is even a, twelve dollars an hour is still suffering. It is, but it's still more than what right. you're currently making. But um, on the old account I worked for, I made fourteen an hour. Um, I now make ten cents shy of fifteen. But anyway, um, the lady that was hired as a proofreader. She's like mid forties, had a shitload of experience. She was like the lead, uh, like technical writer, at some big ass company. In technical writing is like like that's like that's some good shit. That's, yeah, that's something you know. 
that you <laughs> technical writing takes a lot of like education and talent. Right. So she has all of this experience, and that's insane. Because we were talking late one night, and she said, "I was like, if you don't mind me asking, because I know some people get stuffy. Like, what do you make?" I'm like, "I'll just tell you, I make 14." Don't get stuffy. Right. Uh, we talked about that. that. Go ahead. That was my way of making her making her a little more comfortable. And she goes, "Oh, I only make 13." I'm like, "I'm like, first, don't get mad at me. Second, if you want to talk to our boss, I will go with you." And tell you, tell her that's bullshit. So, it, it, like I said, a little thing like that. And that's it what you goes should so far. That's what you should do. I mean, again, always be stressed. That person, you take them with you. If they make less than you, and you find out that again, talk about your wages. Be open because that's what they want you to do is to not talk. Um, then yeah, go to your boss. Get them. I mean, that's someone who who has lived a lot longer, who has worked much longer, who has oh. been a producer like twice or three times or four times. As long as I have. It, like, no, They've been a producer that. as long as you've been alive. Like, they deserve to have a comfortable life, she not was, to be barely struggling. Yeah, and she was pretty candid with me. She's like, I only got this job. She had two kids that were special needs and adopted. Okay, add, add to it. Holy shit. Yeah, right. And, um, like, they, they've had the kids for, for a minute. And she was just very honest. She's like, um, we're having trouble like paying back my husband's student loans. He's a, he has a doctorate. He's a, a, a professor. At a Don't get school. us on started on student loans. Right. And um, yeah, it, it, it's just don't be afraid to be open with your coworkers. Um, that's how you really get empathy and understanding for people in different circumstances is you just have real conversations like that's fucking rad don't get me wrong at work I love talking about the pirates as much as the next motherfucker like I love baseball but I I want to have the deep ass conversations I mean don't get me wrong there's a couple people at work I can talk with about you know Dark Souls or video games like right. that's yeah I can have that's awesome I love that but but you need those kind of yeah but don't be afraid to go dig a little deeper like if it's just you and another co-worker I actually had this experience uh, a couple weekends ago when it was just her and I on the Sunday shift and she was talking about how um her family lost their house in the financial crisis, moved in with their grandma. I told her about how my dad, um, who was the breadwinner in my family, lost his job, was laid off as a machinist um, in the recession in 08. And those are the moments, like talking about the moments that shaped you and talking about your past experiences really builds a huge connection and really cannot stress that enough. Um, to an extent, it really takes um, a level of comfort, um, even with your with yourself, that um, a lot of folks don't possess. I think because um, kind of just owning up to what's happened in your past, even though like you oh. might want to change it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, as growing up, that was one of the big things that my family infl- um, emphasized and stressed was uh, being private about everything. You're private about how much you make. You're private about your your um, your finances. You're private. You, like, that does not leave um, your brain. does not leave you personally. And that is, what that does is help create a divide because you don't, if you don't know what other people's finances or you're, or you're not open about your own finances, 
then they're able to keep separation um, separation between you and other members of your uh, other members of your class. Other proletariats right. don't know because you're not open about what you make, what a, you do, and that again, that that's just that's, that's just, just a, a means to suppress you. Yes. That's a means for them to continue just exploiting um, what they already have. It's it's being subservient to your boss. Exactly, um, and no, it's definitely even even for me. And I love to talk about this stuff, but it's even difficult for me because I have a really hard time even talking about like past events with my family like that without like getting choked up a bit. So no, it's it's tough and. That that's okay, um, but again, that's what builds the emotional connection. That's what really brings you closer to the people that, quite frankly, you spend most of I your was, time with. Yeah, I mean, your coworkers are. You see them more. I see my coworkers way more than I see my own kids. I mean, that's, right? Like I've, I think it's dropped off a bit now. But when I was working nights, I saw my coworkers exponentially. Like so much fucking more than, than not just like my mom and dad and your brother, own wife, and like my my mother and father in law, but like my own fucking wife that I shared a goddamn bed with. Like I had to sell my nights to fucking pay off student loans. And your and boss creates that separation when we need to be more connected with our fellow co-workers because again they are we we make our living that are the living that we're forced to make as wage slaves with those people i mean they we share just as much connection with them as we do family members and actually i i feel more connected to my co-workers than i ever have with 99 percent of my family right because you're you're in this circumstance together and there's this whole idea of circumstantial friends and my wife and i talk about this a lot that you're friends and you discuss things and you bond over like where you are. And we met at work. We right. worked together. That's how we met. We you know? were we're pretty fucking circumstantial. Shake and like, shake. He's talked about. It. I was a waiter and he was the uh, shake guy. Yeah, I, and we just hit it off. He um, grabbed my face and told me I was cute, and it just went from there. <laughs> but the, first thing I ever met this fucker. Grabs my feet. Grabs my. We hit my, it off over music and. And that, that's, I guess, a good point, is find common ground, and then we discussed politics. At the time, he was a little more... Um, I was I was Libby at the time. This was, yeah. this was like four or five years he ago. He was a little more Democrat, and I was a little more what we'll call, uh, here in America, libertarian. Yeah. And Which I was before my Libby. I went, you know, libertarian, Libby, and then now, you know, worker solidarity. Yeah, let's, let's get one big-ass union, y'all. Um... But that's... Worker co-ops. That's what it's all about. You you just have to discuss um, and build those relationships with your workers. Ah! With your co-workers. Like, it's it's critical. And like we said, um, you spend more time or equal a tantamount amount of time with, with these folks as you do your own family. Um, whether that's good or bad, it's something that you just kind of come to terms with. Um... Man, that got that got pretty somber and got away from what we originally talked about. That's what we about. do here. We're occasionally sad white boys. But <laughs> um, one thing, uh, we're going to get ahead and segue into the next. Uh, we mentioned it earlier about our favorite, um, our absolute favorite uh, 
capitalist, uh, our favorite. Our favorite. The one who's consumer. Oh goddamn. Um, it's all about being green and saving the earth. You can't save the earth under capitalism. There's no ethical consumption <laughs> under capitalism. You can't save the earth if your factories pump out a fuckload of pollution. And you can't save the earth if your factory workers keep dying. Um, you also can't save the earth if you waste your fucking money on sending a goddamn car to space because you think it's fun. I don't care about the payload and the science behind it. You're still leaving your workers behind. There's no science behind it. You're just being a dickhead because the average man like Dave and I here, the average person... We're not going to go to Mars. Yeah, we're not going to Mars. So if you can't... I can barely barely afford beer. You think I'm going to fucking Mars? (laughs) So if you can't tell who we're talking about... Uh, Mr. Mr. Musky Musk. It is a musketeon. It is our bud, Elon Musk, friend of the show, great He's, individual. I mean, he is he is like our biggest fan. We uh, go to happy hour every Tuesday, and we hang out with this guy. And he just talks, you know, nonsense business with us. All right, so Elon Musk. Elon Musk. We'll give you a little bit of a background. Uh, I believe that he is South African. I'm probably totally wrong about that, talking out my ass, but. He is now a good old citizen of these United States of America. Rolled my eyes. <laughs> but um, he is the CEO of, of Tesla. Tesla and also SpaceX, who launched the fucking car. And the Pontiac. And the, I don't know. Was it a Pontiac? No, I'm, I just, don't being, know what I'm just being stupid. I just. <laughs> I, was I think say, he's not struggling. It wasn't a fucking yeah. Pontiac. <laughs> He was on his third Pontiac he bought for eight hundred dollars. Um, I've had like three. You know your you know your uh, poor working class when you've had when you're on your third Pontiac. You've had four Pontiacs and two Fords. <laughs> uh, I'm on my first Chevy actually. I think you know I've had three Pontiacs in my life and two Fords. Um, a Jeep. I've had a Jeep, but that was that was that was a good time of my life. Um, <laughs> so anyway, Mr. Musk. Um, as you know, sent a, um, I believe a Tesla Roadster into, um, past Earth's orbit into space. That's not even, I mean... And he, like, the motherfucker, like, had some camera in it, and he put it to, like... Look, look, alright, I'm gonna be real here, I don't give a shit about that. What I give, what we give a shit about is the fact that... I was giving him some background, I'm getting him attached. No, I don't, I don't give a shit. Um... (laughs) He, all right, uh, Tesla workers have faced severe unsafe conditions. He continuously tries. Unsafe. He continually tries to underreport that. When anything, um, there's when anytime someone tries to report Reported the fact, supposedly the fa- he says that. Well, blame the media. He actually, there was one time there was an organization, a journalist organization, yeah. that reported the unsafe conditions of his workplace, and he tried to blame the media on advertisements. Comes to find out, the organization is a say it with me nonprofit organization who doesn't use ads. Um, he's he's essentially he's just Trump. I mean, the guy's just Trump. Um, yeah, no, and he he donates to both Republicans and Democrats, and he said that he said the best way to influence um, American politics is to have a hand in both parties. Um, again, this dude's insanely rich, and also um, how we said in unsafe working conditions, the factory workers at Tesla. Um, there is reportedly, and this is just reportedly, on average, there is an ambulance called to the fucking factory every three goddamn days. Which, again, when they reported that, he said they reported that because for ad revenue, which, again, I cannot stress this enough, one of the most important organizations 
nonprofit. Um, no ads. <laughs> we don't have ads. We're nonprofit. And um, here's the thing: the motherfucker has enough money that if it was false, he would have taken him to court. Let's be real. It would have been slander. It would have been libel. Whatever yes. the hell it is, like. He says, he tries to come out and say that they don't want to unionize despite Tesla workers coming out and saying we want to union. Yeah, the Tesla workers have said, listen, we're treated like shit, we're unsafe, we want to unionize. He's tried, uh, he also tried to blame other, um, other uh, gas company uh, and saying that, well, they seem more, they seem better, so they just want to be more like the gas companies. Again, doesn't make sense. Um, it makes sense because the gas companies are evil, and thus anything associated with the gas companies is inherently bad. But but fun fact, majority of them are actually unionized. Um, he is not. I mean, that doesn't mean that they're not affecting our Earth. We'll, we'll get so to that. So is Tesla. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Uh, we have a later segment about that, too. <laughs> it's... He is actually come. I mean, okay. Uh, the biggest thing is he actually came out and threatened and said they will lose their stock options, which he uh, which he said which he has said in a different interview that stock his the you shouldn't invest in Tesla because it's uh, violatory or what is the I don't fucking yeah. Know. He actually came out enough. I was only in the business college for a semester and thought everyone was a fucking windbag that was full of shit and just wanted to exploit people. Yeah, and ruin people's lives like my parents. Um, I had my hand raised for a question, and I'm just so mad that I forgot what it is. God damn. We'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> he came out and said they will lose their stock options. He has threatened, so which you can't do that. You cannot threaten to take away health care. Retaliation is illegal as fuck. Yeah, by the National Labor Relations Board, you cannot do that. Um, which he just did blatantly on Twitter. Again, he's kind of like Trump. He had a fucking meltdown. Kind of like, like Trump. It was really funny. Twitter if thing. you got some spare time, like, type into your, like, Google search bar, Twitter, Elon Musk. Hell, you can probably just type in Elon Musk Twitter meltdown, and you'll see a fucking article about it. We will, um, something I watched um, earlier, um, a fellow comrade, is uh, Cody Johnston. He used to be a f- uh, affiliate of Crack.com, which he left due to ideological differences. They were uh, Democrat. Uh, some, uh, some more news. Some more news is what it's called, and he goes on a whole half-hour binge of why Elon Musk is dog shit. Um, he goes in more in depth. We'll go in here if you're interested. Uh, but well, he, you know what? We're gonna have some show notes for this. This bad boy for the first time ever. I think so. You can probably find this this uh, this video in the cool little show notes. And yes, sure. we will have show notes at the end of each episode we post. This will be included in that. Um, but I'm just putting that out there if you want to go more. He goes very much more in depth with this whole thing about, um, and the main stretch of it toward um, the last 10 minutes is all about the uh, retaliation he's trying to do and his trying to fight trying to fight the unionization of the workplace because, again, he's a capitalist. That costs him money. You can't do that, even though unionized um, unionization um, promotes prosperity because, again, you're giving prosperity to you know to the people uh, working for to, you, and thus they'll work harder for you. Also, again, prosperity versus two thousand people versus one person. So just right. think about that. Anyways, um, and, go, and go ahead. What you're saying? Elon Musk did not come from some poor ass broke family. He literally sold emeralds in his pocket. 
Like, he got emeralds from his dad's business yeah. and sold them as a kid. I, the only emerald I ever had growing up was a half emerald, a little bit of a half emerald I had in my like class, class ring. <laughs> yeah, because that's my birthstone. It, like was that, probably, it wasn't even, like, white gold or something. Your fucking class ring was probably pot metal. Like oh, no, was, it was not real silver. I mean, it was literally <laughs> just... Yeah, the only thing real was the half emerald and the half aquamarine. The aquamarine for a personal reason. But, like, that, that was it. Other than that, it was, like, some kind of shitty silver. And, and you know what? The, fun, the great thing is that as this motherfucker melts down on Twitter, he's not really any different than the person that's barking out orders at you. Like, if you want to start collective action, if you want to talk with your fellow employees, your co-workers, and, like, try to be like, yo, <laughs> this really is not working out for us, they're going to want to retaliate. They're going to get pissed. And it's illegal as hell. But... Yeah, we, if, you, we if just, you're Dave and I, if you're like us, the average working motherfucker here in rural Appalachia, you don't have the goddamn money to pay for legal counsel. Oh, absolutely. Legal counsel is like, that's a, that's, you know, I might as well read that in a fantasy novel. Right. I might as well read that in a D&D fantasy novel. That may, that is, that is completely out of, that is completely out of any, any possibility I could imagine with legal counsel. Because one, I don't even know where to start because Second. I was raised in a poor family that, doesn't deal with any of that and second if you're taking on this Elon Musk probably bit bigger than all of your bosses are but if you're taking on some dude that's even a fraction of Elon Musk's stature and wealth you're gonna need a good ass lawyer and good ass lawyers and you're gonna yes I mean you're gonna need to <laughs> funnel all that money in it forces you to take for legal counsel to fight for the rights of all, and that's part of the main problem. That's that isn't one of the main problems of our system. You can't fight for solidarity without access uh, accessing the legal system, which is expensive as hell, and it's just already catered towards the rich. It's already catered towards yeah. Yeah, the welfare of the rich. We'll get into that. That's its own episode. But the welfare of the rich <laughs> is addressed. Disgusting. And, is, is addressed and punctuated by our legal system, and if you're a poor worker. You're you fucked. can't, and you, you don't have legal representation with four. It doesn't even have to be a fucking formal. Which the IWW will help help it, you. By the way, it doesn't have to be the Teamsters. It doesn't have to be the SEIU, or if you're a teacher, the Education Association. Like like we'd said previously, those state apparatuses um, ultimately are not there for the interests of the workers. Um, and, and like I said earlier in the episode, my dad. Was part of the IBEW, and he's like, "No, we were Class B. We lost so much traction because evidently there's different fucking categories." He would have thought, yes. and it's part of the IWW, it's part of the Workers' Work Party, it's part of the, I believe it's the PSL. Um, I, I probably fucked that up. I apologize, y'all. But as part of these more, um, like quote unquote, one big union, more um, inclusive groups that are more about, like, the grassroots and building, um, like, bridges and fortifying all this common ground amongst co-workers, regardless of their backgrounds, um, and kind of fostering that conversation. That is where, again, you have the power in numbers. And that's critical. It's not, a, it's not about what a, some lame-ass labor boss says. Like with the West Virginia teachers, it's, it's about what you and your coworkers decide. It, we need a dem we need a democratic workplace. 
Right, and like with the West Virginia teacher strike, there was like union leadership had said we're going to settle for like the three or four percent. I can't remember off the top of my head, and I apologize because for the inaccuracies. But then the teachers were like, "Fuck that, no!" And then they went wildcat. They went against the union leadership, and that's what you need. And that's that's what us as as wobs as as all like us as wobblies yeah as us and our fellow workers that's what we're trying to do we don't need some talking head to tell us what we are and are not about we can discuss that amongst ourselves um and eventually you know maybe we'll seize the means of production you know that's kind of our uh go-to here um there was one last thing that you wanted to touch on dave and it had to do with uh energy and oil and coal which uh, is critical uh, especially area. yes uh, yeah. there has been an, there has been uh, what Trump is pushing for our president is uh, the the fact that um, coal and energy plants will be made as the primary resources and emergency uh, status so whenever it's formed which he used the example of war that we need um, someone attacks us which won't happen because we we intervene in everything and out and we, I mean fucking and we're separated from everyone by like some twelve oceans on both someone sides. dude someone if someone in Iraq whispers the word socialist they're dead in minutes right so we what that is then that's what he's called that for um, what most likely will be used for is the climate catastrophes that are going to happen because of the energy used by coal. Now, at the same and time, we're not, coal, we're not placing all the blame on coal companies. While at the companies, yes, the workers, no, no, um, because that is what is all, in this area. That's how many people live and how they get their sustenance is through working for the coal companies. It's we, still coal. It's still oil and gas. Like that is the lifeblood of this area. Because otherwise, you're either doing what you do as an STNA, you're doing what I do um, is in a fucking spreadsheet farm. You're working at the hospital, or you're working at a store, or, excuse me, you're either working at, like, a fucking Walmart or a McDonald's. Like, or you're, There's not too much going on. And your best option is to work at a non-unionized short-term uh, gas and oil job. Right. And that, which is a good problem, short-term non-union, non, uh, which they transfer from place to place to place to place. And or, you work six-hour days, or not six-hour days. Sixteen six hours. Six days a week for at least 12 hours a day, which is... Fucking ludicrous. It lud- yeah, I mean, you may make decent money, but you're. <laughs> oh God damn, that's in- that's intense. Yeah, um, you shouldn't. It is goddamn bad. You should you sh- you should not do that. Be able to live comfortably at all. Um, but th- he has made. He has. He's um, pushing for that, um, which seems on the base level good for workers. However, it is bad for our climate, which we do. We are all for climate because uh, there's not going to be any. There's not going to be world uh, in the future, anyways. Also, it, 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 without the without us, um, kind of having this this day of reckoning and realizing, hey, we need to f- like find some way to halt all of this catastrophe. Without all of this, the system does not allow us to make transitions into renewable resources exactly. that we're currently in. 
you cannot make a successful transition under capitalism in our area to renewable resources without people losing jobs, and that's the fucking problem. The problem is that if you make that transition without immediately having life-sustaining wages and life-sustaining um, sustenance, you can't do that and transition to wind and solar power, and that's where the system has failed us, is the fact that we have to destroy our planet and enable for people to live. And it goes back to our main belief, we are anti-capitalist, because you cannot be cap for capitalism, our current system, while striving for the rights and lives of your fellow workers. Yeah, right. And that's where the In problem the lies. Because this whole conscious capitalism pioneered by Elon Musk or whatever fuck-ass in Silicon Which, Valley, it doesn't work. Because, again, you're leaving such... The supply chain that you're using to get all of your parts to ship everything that you have um, to fucking operate your factory, you're using so many resources. I mean, before you even ship it, your base factory is producing so much pollution. And again, under our current system, I can't stress it enough, we cannot move, under our current system, we cannot move to a renewable resource. I mean, your fucking liberals are wrong when they talk about going to renewable resources without damages. We cannot do that under our current system, and that's no. why we need a change in our economic system. And a huge part of that is, um, and when I was active on Twitter, I remember tweeting at some green energy company in Brooklyn. Ah, I remember Because they liked some tweet I had about renewable energy, and I said, hey, are you guys going to come replace our coal and oil and gas jobs here in the Ohio Are you going to replace that income? Are, are you going to do that, or are you just going to sit in your fucking office in your high-rise in the middle of the Bronx? Like, what the fuck are you... Like, the, the idea that, that um, all of these non-renewable fossil fuel jobs can be replaced tomorrow... I would love that, and that'd be incredible. But under our system, it's not possible. No, because and, the they, and those gas and oil companies make sure it's not possible. And our, I can't stress this enough. The green energy companies don't care. They're no. there to make a profit. They're there for the bottom line. They're exactly. They're not there to save the planet. They're there to make planet. a buck yeah. on the liberal on the trend. On the it trend, is green energy. Speaking of that, um, in my place of work, they talk about going green. Which is the funniest shit, because they're like, let's reduce our carbon footprint, let's be a green company, and it's like, I have to pr Let's try to get more hipsters, to, liberal hipsters to work for us. It's like, whoa, 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 Let's get the approval of, of unnuanced public opinion. You're, you're talking about this, you're using all of this energy, um, you're shipping all of this, pa all these paper products, like lining the back wall going from floor to ceiling oh, fun and for one document I have to print 500 pages how in the fuck is that green and also we have as I was sitting in the kitchen I, I like washing my dishes for my lunch a couple of days ago we have this soap called 7th generation and it comes from an old I believe like Iroquois saying about um, every decision you make um, how will it affect seven generations from now, which is a great sentiment in how humans should it's live. It's a great sentiment, but it stops at that. It, exactly, because um, seventh generation, as I'm washing my dishes, I'm like, first off, this is expensive as shit. <laughs> second... So you're not helping anyone there. Second off, I'm like, 
I guarantee you to use all of your non-GMO organic products to make this. Which, by the way, GMOs are fine, but go ahead. They're used unethically. They're used to deplete um, the nutrients and what we need to to live because it's cheaper than than creating what what would be beneficial for all of us. But anyway, so as I'm using the soap, I'm like. And all of the, your way of shipping all the goods and processing all of these goods, all these materials into this soap, and then shipping the soap to where it needs to go, I'm like, there's nothing fucking green about that, you stupid bastards. I'm, I'm, uh, it's like you're you're killing the seventh generation. Like fuck off. Seventh generation's already dead. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, it's. It's rough, because, like you said, we don't... It's really hard to replace all of the, for lack of a better word, economic um, stability that it brings. But in the same token, it's like we have to find a way to get out of this. And we have to find a way to replace those jobs. We have to... Not even replace those jobs, but we have to find a way to make sure that everyone is taken care of and can live comfortably, and also we have to find a way to make sure that this earth is preserved. It doesn't matter for which... our kids, our grandkids, our great-grandkids, everybody. And it doesn't matter, you know, also we're coming from, it doesn't matter what political ideology you come from, you know, the fact is, is you work, you get your due, and th- these companies are taking advantage of that by exactly. destroying the earth. You work what you do, and by, you know, the liberal ideology of replacing that... Um, under our current system, you can't do that. And not, not even and, one bit. And and not withstand your, and not withstand a, a, a capability to live. Right. And that again, that's that's a big problem. Um, we're not going to get into taxing companies <laughs> and whatnot because at the same time, this company shouldn't exist to begin with. Right. There should be we fucking re- billionaires. We refuse to argue within the system. We need to argue for a different system, not yeah. argue within. We need to be like, hey, we're getting fucked over. I'm fucking over everything for my grandkids. You don't love oil and gas. We need ga- to have this discussion. You don't love oil and gas because it's because you don't roll around in petroleum. You love oil and gas because it helps you sustain a living, and we understand right. that. I need I need to go to the gas station every two and a half weeks to. And I need to go to and you know you may tank. you yeah, may need to go to oil work. and you may need to go to the oil field so your kids have food on the table, and we right. understand that. Yeah, because it, and it's not it's not at all right to vilify the workers, people that bust their asses to try to support their families and support their communities, support those around them. I've seen I've seen where they, I've seen uh, fucking liberals, they talk about, well, don't take a gas and oil job, don't do, how, how are you going to live, how, how can right. you have a substantial income? Like if you're from Utah, what the fuck else is there? How, if there's, you're from the Ohio Valley, you're, you're what right. the fuck else is there? There's fucking Mormons and there's oil and gas. Like, goddamn pick one, you stupid asshole. Yeah, you don't. And that system, the companies, they force that to be our only options. And it is not right. We cannot stress enough. Everyone deserves a way to live. You work, you live. That's all right. we're here for. And that's the thing. Like, and we shouldn't have to bust our asses and be away from our loved ones for so much time every week. We can pull together our talents and our skills, our capabilities, and we can make this world better than it is. Um, I guess that's a really good note to uh, yeah, drop it on. End yeah. this on. Um, this is Chris. This is Dave. 
and we are Mandi now mandatory, mandatory overtime. overtime. Um, I guess we'll finish that that good old Cuddy song from earlier. Um, this is Revo Feeve. It is off Kid Cuddy's album Man on the Moon 2. The story of Mr. Rager, is that it? I believe so. Yeah. Man on the Moon 2. Thanks, y'all. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome you. Hey. I'm your big brother. What do I have to say to the kids? Let go. Life does get tough. No need to stress. Hold you back too much. Let's go. I heard they found the solution. Where will you be for the revolution? No need to stress, keeps you down too much Wake up, I heard they found a solution Where you be for the revolution?